0: So fast. Hello, everyone. It's uh, Luke and Mike. We're back. Uh, What's up, peeps? For episode 10. I'm sitting here playing
1: Super Smash. Yeah. Episode 10 of Push My Buttons, right? Yep. Yep. Push Our, My Buttons Games e- Podcast. Episode 2 for me. Episode 2 of Mike's. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, this is episode 2 of Push My Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so if you just hear me clicking some buttons, I'm, I'm playing without using cheat codes. Like last time,
0: <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> I just give you so much
0: crap for that. Hey, it's okay. Uh, who had a blast? This guy right here. Mm-hmm. Isn't that not the point of playing a game? Is to have fun. True. Okay, I just won that. <laughs> um, Sweet. Yeah, he's playing. Is uh, who
1: are you playing as? Lucina. She's a character from Fire Emblem, and she's kind of like a clone of Marth, but she's got a couple differences. I don't own Super Smash Brothers. I just play it a lot from. When like when I go visit other people, mm-hmm. so I don't know like the intricate differences, but I know enough apparently.
0: Literally, like that's my least favorite part of Smash Brothers are all these generic JRPG characters that I could. They give are pretty generic, aren't they? I'm like, okay, cool. I don't I don't care about Marth. I don't care about. Uh, well, I mean, like I the just, s- uh, the stories are great. I like
1: the stories. I'm yeah. not too sure about the world, but the gameplay itself for Fire Emblem was pretty good, too. Yeah,
0: it's just, like, so like JRPGs have to, like, Yakuza, I love it. Yakuza, <laughs> <Right? laughs> I love that game. But, like, stuff like, you know, Fire Emblem and even the Valkyria Chronicles. Like, I know they're good games, and I know people love them, just not for me. Well, <laughs> have you ever tried Valkyria Chronicles, for example? I have. So do you didn't like the tactical yep. Yeah, that's my like uh it made me think of the uh, um, the tactical stuff from Inquisition. Oh, okay, yeah. Which I hate. Oh okay. I that's too never bad. use it. I never use it. And I know playing that game on like ridiculously hard, you basically have to live in that tactical mode. Yeah, that's for true. For anything to work. Um but yeah. Um, well, I mean,
1: like it's, it's got their pluses. It's not for everybody, but yeah, personally, I love these games, um, but I haven't, no, it doesn't look like I'm having too difficult of a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, this is the, uh, unlock the character stuff. Yeah. And I'm kicking so much ass. Just wait. It (laughs) it does get harder. The better you perform, the harder Mm -hmm. the game gets. All right. So that I like that about this. This stuff, like I remember playing as Sonic, as uh, I was um, one of the one of the things I had to fight Metal Sonic. And oh yeah, he's like ten times not like not like actual Metal Sonic, just like a big metallic looking Sonic mm-hmm. who just wrecks your ass. Because um, <laughs> he doesn't, since he's metal, he doesn't get knocked around as easy. Yeah, but he's still unbelievably quick. a little slower, quick. but oh, he's Oh, I just it for the first time. Yeah, but he's Sonic, so he's fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the gold, yeah. Sweet. Um, and then, yeah, when you lose, it knocks down the difficulty, which I think is nice, like, if you're struggling... So you're struggling on one opponent? See, but what if I'm filming a podcast and I can't give it 100% and <laughs> I
1: feel like I can still beat it at that same uh, difficulty? I mean,
0: you just have to get good, right? Isn't that what the argument is? Yeah, Isn't that, I don't, what, I have isn't that no, what the children say?
1: I guess so. I have, have no idea how, like, let play, Let's Play channels do this <laughs> because this is really hard. <laughs> yeah, talking and keeping a conversation oh, yeah. going as you're playing oh, a game. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Trust me, I know. Um, that's why you like to pick games that... Like Sonic, that I don't really have to think about, and I've played a bajillion times, and I can just kind of just do it on muscle memory. Yeah. Um, but besides um, Smash Brothers, what have you been playing?
1: Uh, I think you saw me playing the other day. I so there's this giant Golden Week sale for the PlayStation Network. All the JRPGs. Yeah, and I'm playing Near Autonoma, which, by the way. I I was very close to not buying that game because just simply because I'm basing a book off its cover. But mm-hmm. have you seen the co- yep. cover for that game? Yep. So for people who don't recognize the name Near Autonimo, first off, you don't play very many Square Enix games. They're the same company that it's also doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe games, which has me worried. Yeah,
0: well, because <laughs> they also did uh, Tomb Raider, and they were awesome. Yeah. They but were. I'm worried about the stylistic choices of. Well, if stylistic choices like are.
1: Are you worried, dude?
0: You've got a lot to worry about. I mm-hmm. mean, like Near
1: Autonoma is. It's it's very like stylistic, uh-huh. but it's. I don't know how to how to describe it. It's like. It seamlessly integrates like side scroller mechanics, and then like. Um, what do you call those types of games where you you're playing as a. Uh, like as a jet plane, and you're flying through a level, kind of like Gradius, or oh, yeah, or just like, like Galaga, a, yeah. like yeah. those types of games. Uh-huh. So it, it does side scroller elements. It does Galaga style elements. It does, um, what's it called? Uh, like little, I I don't know. Like it's got five different like game genres in it. Hmm. And it's all super, super, like, well done and executed. The problem is the cover of it has, like, a platinum French-made outfit dominatrix main character. (laughs) And that puts off a lot of people. Except for, like, fans of Square Enix that kind of, like, Like, trust and everything. Yeah, no, we get this.
0: We get this. But
1: I remember, (laughs) like, watching it. My brother's like, it's an awesome game. You should play it. And I'm sitting there. My wife's, like, sitting next to me. We're just kind of like, this looks really interesting so i decided to get it and it's it's an amazing game holy crap i'm just only a few hours into it Mm -hmm. and i'm enjoying it it's kind of like a devil may cry side scroller is like the main form of gameplay yeah um it's it's semi-open world meaning that there is a definite path you have to take but as you unlock more areas of the world that's more stuff for you to explore and then that's more quests it's an rpg base so think of like uh, Devil May Cry slash them up, beat them ups with specific mm-hmm. mechanics in it that allow you for increasing stats and everything. Yeah, and it increases your stats in two ways. You have the basic levels, which only increases health and some attack power. But then the main character is an android, so you can plug in certain types of chips to upgrade levels, uh, or not levels, but certain stats, give yourself certain abilities, and. All that stuff. So anyway, there, there's a couple of different ways for upgrades. Anyway, I'm playing that. And I'm a couple hours in, and I'm loving it, man. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, I've been playing that on my weekend off because work kind of sucks right now. But aside from that, um, I was playing... Last time we recorded an episode, I was playing Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And like then, uh, like on an emulator? or like No, on... I was playing on the Switch. It's mm. the Switch port. Mm. Um, and I was considering buying. You have a
0: wall of doom chasing you, by the way. Oh no!
1: Oh, that's and too I'm bad. Sure you just
0: no, no, oh, I didn't. No, I just broke go. through. Sweet.
1: Go. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm half paying attention to the game. <laughs> ah. So yeah, I was considering getting Final Fantasy XII. Oh, and by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there to all of our listeners in Podcast Land. At some point, probably in the summer. I am considering purchasing Final Fantasy XI, which is the first online game. That's the only Final Fantasy I haven't played through mm-hmm. for the story. Yeah. It's 20 bucks, and then uh-huh. you get a 30-day free trial. Oh yeah. And I want to go through it for the story. So mm-hmm. when I do a run through, I just I don't want to do any like side quests unless I want to level up or kind of like get into a specific class. Mm-hmm. I just want to rush through the story. So if anyone's yep. interested in playing that game. And trying to get through it in a month, maybe two months tops uh, mm-hmm. with me. And we just go as a group and just pummel through that story and all the expansions. I'm totally down for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I uh, just today actually logged in my uh, 70th hour of... Uh Assassin's Creed. uh, How is that game? It is amazing. This is from. I don't play Assassin's Creed games. The last one I played was Black Flag. Yeah, and I played Black Flag. The reason I played Black Flag Mm -hmm. was to be a damn pirate. Like I did. I cared nothing about the story. They did that mechanic. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really good.
0: Exactly. Like I cared nothing about the story. It was like you got to go do this. I'm like, yeah, but I kind of just want to float around. Uh, and, and pirate stuff, which is exactly what I did. And I love that game. I never beat it, but I had so much fun just, you know, going around as a pirate, hunting whales, all that stuff. Like, that's what I wanted from that game. I had it a gave hard... me the option to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is dumb. I had a problem with the hunting whales side oh, yeah? quest.
1: I was only able to hunt sharks because I don't like sharks. <laughs> 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 they scare the crap out of me. But, um oh, you're going to love... uh odyssey then well i mean i don't mind hunting sharks i i for me is just like the whales hunting the whales was kind of i know like it was a big part of of the economy i guess Mm -hmm. back then but i don't know just because of everything about the i don't know
0: i'm I'm half concentrating because you're thinking too
1: much on the on the whale hunting i'm thinking too much on it actually i'm just talking too much about because it's Um, really probably not that big of a deal for me but i'm fighting a pair of mickey mouse hands and it's really (laughs) hard for me to focus yep
0: the point, trying,
1: the point that I'm trying, the point I'm trying to get at is, the game was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked it.
0: Um, so this one, like, and they started with um, Origins, which I'm also, I think I'm gonna play that one next. Yeah. Because um, I actually got the reason I got into uh, Odyssey is because I had signed up for that Google Project Stream. Um, oh yeah, and they gave it to me for free, and I played it on the PC, and I was like, this is fun. Like, Did this it... is legitimately fun. Like, they're letting me level up my weapons and my attacks and my gear, and they're letting me pick how I want to play it, not <laughs> is, make is me for, sneak around. Is that for that Project Stevia? It's not Stevia. That's, like, the sugar replacement. Oh, yeah. But... I don't know. What, I, just, it's... I just know it was... They called it a Google Project Stream, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, that's what I played it on um, it was really cool like I was expecting it to be super super laggy mm-hmm. because it's just streaming the game and I was expecting like uh, a lot of latency Ooh, yeah I'm playing um, what is this it's this is this is the bonus game at the end and um, you're getting points for blowing up the people's names um, <laughs> this is this is pretty awesome they had something think. like this in all the other mm-hmm. smash brothers too um, but yeah, so I, I, I wrote a whole article about it uh, over at the nerd Dome podcast uh, about how much I am, enjoy this Assassin's Creed mostly because like I like I'm not a big stealth game fan, but yeah. I'm a huge history fan. so I love the idea of the the history aspect of all the Assassin's Creed games. I love it. Yeah absolutely love it. Is it pretty accurate? um to you know to a point
1: um actually i got a better question for you um have you played any of the other assassin's creed games like aside from odyssey or i've gone back
0: i've gone back and i've played uh unity for a little bit i'm still like uh, when i'm taking breaks from odyssey i'm playing origins right um but you know they're not like the the Especially back Black Flag, the the pirates. None of those pirates actually lived at the same time, but it was all roughly the same time, so I, you know, gave it a pass.
1: So, okay, I got
0: a question for you then. I
1: played Assassin's Creed 1, didn't finish it, played all of the Ezio trilogy, so that's mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 2. I skipped 3 and played Black Flag, and I feel like the only thing that made Black Flag fun for me was the pirate aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't finish the game because it was too much like the other games. It, it, it's a it's an annual
0: release, right? Or close to it? Not anymore. Starting with Origins, it's every two or three years. Okay, so... but So, Origins and Odyssey have been, like, the big reboot type. They're the oldest in the timeline. Okay. They take place before the other games. Technically, Odyssey takes place before Origins because Odyssey takes place in, in Greece, like, post... Uh, uh, Leonidas and the 300, and Origins takes yeah. place in Egypt during the Roman reign. Okay, so it takes place after.
1: All right, so I guess, so I guess that would solve my concern. My biggest concern with the Assassin's Creed uh, series is the fact that it's way too samey, right? Mm. But like, if they're gonna do it every two or three years, I would mm. assume that there's gonna be enough differences between each game, aside from setting, that would warrant a playthrough because. I don't know after four, and then when you got into the French the one that takes place in England, mm-hmm. the one that takes place in France, and then you had Odyssey and or I don't know it just seemed like it was way too much. I could not put eighty hours into those games yearly.
0: see, I think the thing for a lot of the people is it's the that continuing out of history story, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is. Nothing breaks me more in those games than when they're like, "Oh, okay, now you're back in the present." I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, no one, <laughs> I no one cared about that. Zero, zero, zero shits given on mm-hmm. that. Who's um, this new challenger? I don't know. He's got a cape though.
1: It's Crom. Yes, it's another Fire Emblem character. See,
0: but no, Crom is the master of steel. Where's Conan?
1: Oh, I don't know my Conan stuff. Oh yeah, Crom. I really should though. I'm a big Conan. fantasy buff, and Conan was like the birthplace of Robert Jordan's writing career. Yeah, yeah, it's Conan's the best. Um, but um, did you sorry. Know, did you know there's a there's a Conan RPG game, tabletop? Tabletop? No, I knew about Exiles. Yeah, there's there's a tabletop game uh, that's based in the Conan world, and I'm kind of interested in pulling it up and reading it. I have the files. Hmm. I'm just gonna like pull it, put it on my cell phone eventually. But yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're good.
0: Um, oh, totally threw me off though. I Started screaming about Conan.
1: Crom. Um, we were talking about Crom yeah. because last the uh, Challenger appeared, and then before that was this is still
0: Odyssey, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, you like the history things? Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, the the thing you know it breaks me from uh, the immersion of the history stuff. I was like, I kind of wish they would have just done it in his you know historical chronological order and told the story yeah that's not gonna um, happen. <laughs> that's that's it's way too late to do that now but i feel like the last two they've like one thing that they've needed to do is move it more um towards an rpg style because you can keep your same combat mechanics and stuff like that but i feel like you need that um that other element to it, how you were talking about how they were kind of samey. Um,
1: yeah. Cause I don't remember if assassins creed one, two and four had RPG elements. I don't think it did. It was just pretty much based on your equipment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there needs to be a different, like, mm. s- like there has to be things worth playing features. Yeah. worth playing.
0: Yeah. And then like, uh, like I also, what I was saying, like the stealth games, mm. um, they're fun for me f- for a little bit, but I'm just like, after a while, I'm just like, I don't, why can't I just walk into this room and just beat the hell out of these guys? Like, I'm tired of, you know, it taking for, I guess it's just a patience thing and it's just what I like to do. But um, in Odyssey, um, and they did a little bit in Origins too, you get to pick between three different play styles where you put your stats that you earn okay there's a the sneaky sneaky thief assassin tree there's the archer tree and then there's the warrior tree where you have extra health and extra armor and you can just kick the damn door down (laughs) and beat the hell out of people and i'm like thank you (laughs) thank you this is all i've wanted and i've put 70 hours into a game that allows me to do that Dude, it tells you how much that is Sweet. I, oh, wow, well, You. Won't, I don't even know what happened. I don't Everything know. Everything was, was off screen.
1: I was not even paying attention <laughs> to you, and I was just... Oh, well, no, I was paying attention to you. I wasn't paying attention to the game, and all of a sudden it's like, I won. <laughs> that's me um, bragging.
0: So that's, that's kind of my feelings on that. I am going to jump into um, uh, Origins after I finish Odyssey, and I know it's going to be kind of hard because they started to plant some of the seeds of the stuff that I like in Odyssey, but mm-hmm. it's not quite there yet. So I'm going to have a probably a little bit harder time. Isn't that so weird that we have to plan ahead the games that we want to play?
1: Because Mm. like we're adults and we get our spot. Well, that and I, (laughs) I just remember like as a kid, all I did was just buy the new next game and then played it without like, now I have to like time management, put it on a calendar and be like, okay, near and then final fantasy 15, (laughs) it's going to be another game. I'm going to
0: replay if I don't get a new game. Um, so my thing is is like there's two there's two games coming out next or this month that I really want to play. Uh one okay. of them is going to be a no but, like that's not a big time consumer is the new uh, Sonic Team Racing game. Why, dude? It seems redundant. Sonic is fast. Yes, but have you ever it's it's Mario Kart, man. It's Mario Kart with Sega characters. Play what Mario about that Kart. is wrong? No, I guess there's
1: nothing wrong <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it seems like a pointless game. So, okay, case study, right? PlayStation All Stars or All Stars Battle, I forget what it was called. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Sony's uh, competitor to Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. No one played it. You know why? Because everyone just played Smash Brothers because it was a better game. It had
0: more stuff out there. So, like Sonic Racing trying to compete with Mario Kart. Sonic, the racing Sonic games. Sell about as well as the Mario Kart games until the Switch came out. They're very, very well done. Have you ever played one? Well, no, I just, I just laughed <laughs> I was, at, it.
1: I laughed at it because Danica Patrick is in it as a guest yeah, player. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. So is no, Ruck and Ralph. I, so to be, yeah,
1: <laughs> so to be fair, yeah, I they're, haven't actually played that, so I guess I should keep my mouth shut. Yeah, but
0: ask, uh, well, even, uh, um, my, Aaron from Game Grumps who hates the Sonic games, he says except the racing games, he loves the race because they're very well done. All like oh, the geez, a lot of weird. the drifting mechanics and stuff that are now in uh um uh Mario Kart games originated mm-hmm. in those Sega racing games. I guess that's really
1: just weird because Sonic is a Sonic is a runner and he's super fast, well, it, but he you're drives a car.
0: Always flo- sometimes it's a boat, like in the last one, it's all star racing transformed. So you're a plane, you're a boat, you're a car, and throughout the throughout the map, you change. Okay you change so it like yeah sonic might be and they each have like sonic is his car is faster right but tails when he's in a plane his plane goes faster okay and sonic's plane goes slower there's a lot it's there's there's a lot to it
1: oh i, I don't doubt that it like, mechanically it would be a good game cuz like i said having never played it i have no idea what the gameplay is actually like mm. it just seems kind of like an odd stylistic ...thing to have a Sonic Racing game. It's the same thing that I was talking about... about like ...before I picked up Near Autonoma. Mm-hmm. Stylistically, it didn't look like my game... ...until my brother recommended it... ...and other friends that I know played recommended it... ...and now we're playing it and we're just enjoying mm-hmm. it. But and So I, if I play Sonic Racing, I'm sure I would like it. It's just kind of weird. And then when you don't have time or money too... ...like as we were just talking about mm-hmm. this... ...how you have to plan out your games... Yeah. I mean, you don't really have much to go off of other than reviews, but sometimes you do have to base your game choices on what looks
0: like your style or not. Yeah, well, that's why uh, this one isn't going to take up too much of my time, which Mm -hmm. is uh, what I was leading this off with, is because I can pick up and play a racing game for 20 minutes and be like, okay, that was good. Now moving on to the next thing. Right. And then when, okay, you know, let me go back, it's exactly what I do with Mario Kart. Okay. Like, I'll play it. Same with the Smash Brothers. Not really my thing, but, you know, I'll Dude. do a couple rounds and just be like, all right. Cool. Fighting games are Next. my jam. I'm never good at them, but I love fighting games. So it's like, that's, that's kind of why. Because the other game that's coming out on the 14th is Rage 2. Yeah. The Bethesda game. And I know that one, if, like, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to get it, like, when it first comes out. But I'll probably wait a week. To just get like initial thoughts on it um, mm-hmm. to see whether it's going to be one that I'm going to, you know, Skyrim and put a bajillion hours into, <laughs> or uh, like, you know, if it's going to be one of those. And I feel like Bethesda needs one of those right now. Oh man, Bethesda needs a so. lot right now. I mean,
1: th- it seems like everything's quiet on the Fallout 76 front because of Anthem,
0: mm-hmm. but. Like, I just think no seriously. one's playing it. No one's playing Fallout 76 anymore.
1: No, I think they've all given up, and I think Anthem's ready to hit that wall, too,
0: which, mm. by the way, is on our news list, so we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. Um, but I did... Uh, we can transition to the news, because I actually found one that we don't have written down. Um, oh, what's up? Uh, back to the good old Epic Games and Steam. Um, Epic Games has purchased... Oh, uh, yeah. uh, Psionic, the Rocket League... Um, developers. Yeah. Which is, you know, one of the first... Rocket League's, one of the first games to um, do the cross-platform thing. Right. And that was a big deal. And I have a friend who's a, the biggest Rocket League fan on the planet. Is that Sam? Yes, it is. And he... <laughs> he I'm on to loves, you, Sam. He loves Rocket League. Um so, is he
1: like super pissed about this? Well, he
0: was just like, oh, like he had a very normal reaction to it. He's like, oh, I just got to migrate my friends list over. Nothing. We're just going to play it over there now. Which is
1: interesting because wasn't he really like against the Epic Store?
0: Well, he at first and then after going into uh, um, and looking at the, the details on some stuff, he's like, oh. Well, I guess, uh, meh. You know, yeah. So he just kind of changed his mind on everything.
1: I think we kind of discussed this last time, but Mm -hmm. I really think this debacle with the whole like Epic store. I don't think that's worth fighting and freaking out about. I think it's kind of ridiculous because everyone's talking about how they don't like to have their games list between two different download clients, and Epic is an inferior store, which may be, but that's Mm cross-platforming that doesn't cost you a dime, right? Versus having console exclusive games, like if you wanted to play those games, that's the type of exclusivity that sets you back 300 bucks, yeah. and no one bats an eye. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, oh, it's just a good console, so you want to have these types of games, but like the Epic Store doesn't cost you anything. Nope. It's just It's a it's a shift it, down and double click. Yeah, it's an it's <laughs> just an inconvenience. Yep. That's pretty much all it
0: is. So I don't know why people are freaking out about like I think it's just something that the uh, PC gamers have not had to deal with. Oh boo hoo. And now they're having to deal with it. Um this is one of my like, favorite my favorite memes is uh, from the new uh, the newer Godzilla movie with uh, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, and it was uh, Godzilla and the other animal out there, and it was Steam versus <laughs> Epic Game, and then Ken Watanabe <laughs> was console players and let it. them fight. Um, <laughs> I uh, loved it. I don't know. Um, it, I w- have you
1: watched like the YouTube arguments about like why this is such a big deal? Yeah, eh,
0: no, Not really, because... I watch to laugh at people. I just don't... I don't... I'm like, okay, cool. Fine. Like, it doesn't affect me, so... (laughs) I'm like, alright, whatever. Um, But... So, this this story comes from uh, uh, GameSpot. uh, That, uh, after being announced that it was being... Um... Uh... That they'd been acquired by Epic Games. Uh, concerns that the acquisition would mean that the game would be pulled from the uh, from Steam led to a flurry of negative reviews on the platform Which, before Ste- Steam's new anti-bombing tool was developed to stop it. Yeah. So it went from like a very positive review to uh, mixed really, really review or mixed. um yeah. What What do you think about that practice, by the way? It's people being butt hurt. It's the same. It's Rotten Tomatoes. Well, <laughs> it's rotten tomatoes. Well,
1: specifically, I mean like when people are unhappy with the game, they go or like what the business aspects of a future upcoming mm. game is turning out to be. They review bomb older games, or in this case, they review bomb the game on a
0: different platform than the platform it's mm. going to be on. Like, what do you? Th- how do you feel about that? I feel that this this kind of bigger industry question is like it needs to be addressed as as a bigger. Like an industry ride thing, there needs to be better communication between yeah. the um between the, the you know, the people buying the product and the developers because um, the people buying the product should not be going online and review bombing shit, you know? And just screaming about it and being just, you know, trolls of human beings. But, but as but- we see in something later on that we're gonna talk about Unless people do that, the developers don't lift a finger. That's exactly right. And that's the problem right there is like the, no one wants to do this and no one wants to be, you know, talked to like that. But it's like there just needs to be better communication between the game developers and the game publishers and the uh, and the game and the like in the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The consumers. Yeah. You can I, look at look at Star Wars. Yeah. Look at look at Battlefront 2. I wholeheartedly had nobody, agree. had nobody said anything. We'd still be having to pay to play that to you know, yeah, but you for that game, yeah, but you bought it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I bought it. Um, um no, but I, I yeah, I don't play again. I don't play multiplayer, so it didn't affect me. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> I, I I agree. Like I I think that's kind of a crappy thing to do. I I, but like what you said, that there's no way for people to really like tell developers, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can tweet at them, but people can silence their Twitter accounts Yeah, and they'll disregard it. But the thing they really have to pay attention to is like Metacritic scores and steam reviews and they have exactly.
0: And it's like that. And it's just, and not that I condone people going on, like for something like this, right. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. You don't need to review bomb anything. Because it's changing a platform, right? Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Does it, did it change your enjoyment of the game that you had played years for years now? No, it does not. Um, it's just like, imagine if, like, I don't think we would see this on, uh, say, PlayStation. If, say, all of a sudden, God of War was now an Xbox exclusive.
1: I don't think anyone really pays attention to the you PlayStation rating system. You
0: wouldn't go and you wouldn't see that change the old games. Right, because like again, I think it's console gamers have been dealing with this forever. Yeah, we so don't, don't really no, care too it's much. It's not new to us, so we're like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but I don't uh, know yeah. when you when
1: you live as the master race, PC being the master race for so long. I guess I don't know. I guess it's really easy for you to have sensitive feelings. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But um, yeah, I so I guess the thing I'm trying to get at is that. Review bombing kind of sucks, but there's no other way to uh, to account for it. But I don't think the mm. Epic Steam Epic Steam thing is
0: even oh, worth it. Oh, definitely not the right thing to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, yeah, we've got um, a couple other games coming out this month too. Oh, Rob. Besides, uh, oh, you got to get Rob, dude. He's like the most useless character. Well, he was a useless. Uh, <laughs> He was a pretty much a useless uh um, thing Character. other than to say, look, it's this actually is a a toy, not a not a video game system. <laughs> um, I don't even know why he was included. But, what? Oh, in this? Yeah. Or and like, and when they sold it? No, in Smash Brothers. Why oh, he was? included. because even... he's uh, it's classic. Like that's. I didn't know who he was. Oh, Rob! Rob came with the. I, he was.
1: I mean, I know who he is now, but when he came out, I was just like, I don't know. What, is it going to sell me any games? I went and looked him up and was like, oh, cool. Well, I, he, he does nothing for me.
0: Yeah. But for them, it was all marketing yeah. to get it into the toy stores because no one was buying video games mm-hmm. systems because of the crash. They said, no, it's not a video game system. It's a toy. See? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, we got Sonic Team Racing coming out this month. We've got Total War Three Kingdoms coming out on pc and i love those games i've wanted to play them
1: again it was just kind of on my list that fell to the wayside Mm -hmm. but i've always wanted to play those games
0: we've got uh life is strange 2 episode 3 is out on may 9th Mm -hmm. um yakuza kiwami 2 is going to be out on pc on may 9th we got rage 2 is coming out on the 14th of may cool Uh, don't worry, you Bubsy fans, we've got Bubsy Paws on Fire coming out (laughs) May 19th. Is there anyone that's a Bubsy fan anymore? There has to be. Uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, and Resident Evil 4 will all be coming out on Nintendo Switch on May 21st. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's about it for this month's releases, and I'm I'm probably going to play two of them.
1: I'm still looking forward to the Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Neverwinter Nights, um, the Baldur's Gate Expansion and uh, what was it? Torment. It was um, playing a game. Only half my memory is being used right now. Uh, another, oh, like isometric RPG mm-hmm. classic. Um, but oh yeah, all those are being released on the Switch pretty soon, and the PlayStation. But I want to get them for the Switch. Those yeah. are coming out. I'm still looking forward to those, and there's still no news about when. We just know it's coming out before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So. That's what um, I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Mortal Kombat 11.
1: Yes. Okay. This is the same thing that we were talking about last week when it came to um, the Dragon Age Inquisition and Anthem debacle about, like, supporting worker abuse with the crunch and all that stuff. So how much do you know about this?
0: Uh, I've read... I, well, I'm i very familiar with the... Uh, the crunch concept, but I didn't read too much about uh, it happening with Netherrealm Studios and stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's quickly becoming apparent that, like, we have to face the reality that our favorite medium, our favorite hobby, it's very, very easy and common for uh, publishers and companies to abuse their workers. And by abuse, we're talking like mandatory overtime seven days a week until release for. A period of months on end and that's what happened with mortal Kombat 11 they always said that the overtime was optional and that they don't have to work overtime but it really wasn't optional because if everyone else is working overtime and you weren't and you worked a normal schedule you were the first to get fired so Mm -hmm. that means like your livelihood your your ability to pay bills and support your family if you've got one or just being able to put food on the table that livelihood is gone if you're not working 70 hours a week, um, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Seven, like, that's, so 70 hours a week, seven days a week. So that's like 10 hours working days. Mm-hmm. But in the case of like Anthem, it was even more crazy. It was, I think, upwards to like 80 or 90 hours. Mm-hmm. So a lot of game studios do this. And now that Mortal Kombat 11 is being released and that it was sold... All these news articles are coming out and the game companies have already, have already made their money Mm -hmm. on people that have had to go through stress casualties. So Mm -hmm. that Mortal Kombat 11 is just kind of like another thing that shows it. And game companies are defending themselves saying it's not, you know, it's optional. It's not
0: mandatory, which
1: I would disagree with.
0: Yeah. So that's that whole thing going on. Uh, I'm looking it up right now um, But what it
1: really comes down to Is I said this last well, I keep on saying last week but it wasn't really Last week it was three weeks ago The um, I I really think you should Wait you shouldn't get games on The day it's getting released And Like wait at least You know two weeks to a month To see if anything comes out about it That you disagree with or you know You don't support
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Because if you can't keep like a rain in on, on something you like and you buy this game and it turns out a ton of people had to leave their jobs because they were fired for not working overtime mm-hmm. or they were so stressed out that they had a mental breakdown. You're supporting that. You're supporting that by buying these games day one and not thinking about your purchase and what your purchase means. It's the whole consumption of media. We do that with movies. Yeah. Right? Like so, maybe I, I'm not a movie buff. Caitlin would have more authority on this one, but like when um, I want to say Ghost Runner. It's not Ghost Runner. It's uh, Ghost in the Shell. When Ghost in the Shell came out, mm-hmm. and Scarlett Johansson had the had the the main role of a character that was Japanese, a lot of people decided to flex their wallets and not go see the movie based on that whether it was a good movie or not mm-hmm. and that was because based on principle the movie the director the producer the studio they did something that people disagreed with on a moral stand ground whether you agree with it or not they flex their walls because of a moral reason mm-hmm. i don't see why games are the exception to that i don't see why we can't just be adults and wait two weeks to a month to see if anything comes out especially with a company that may or may not have a history with worker abuse and see if they do it. Because now, as much of a fighter buff that I am, mm. I was looking forward to playing Mortal Kombat 11. Now I have no desire to get it.
0: So there's a, it's kind of a double-edged sword with that too. Because you don't want to support these companies that are doing that. Mm-hmm. But also, if the game doesn't sell, those developers that then just busted their ass don't get paid as much.
1: Yeah. So that's the downside. Well, I mean, to that. do they earn commission?
0: Will they, they earn, earn commission uh, based well, on sales? Well, they'll sense? earn bonuses on stuff like, uh, like Metacritic pl- reviews. Right. They'll earn, and that sometimes is more than they made making the game. If they have a certain percentage Metacritic score or higher, or they reach a certain number of sales units, the team gets uh, a bonus. And it's so like, I, I agree with everything you say, but then there's also that aspect of it that really sucks because then say, you know, someone, they busted their ass expecting to get that. And then since people disagreed with the, the way it was made, then they're out that money that they needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: I still disagree with that concept um for a couple of reasons that I can't articulate because I'm finding Ryu and Ken and Lucario <laughs> with Great Ninja and I don't I'm not used to this character. So I can't really articulate yeah. why I disagree with it. I I do. I still think it's worthwhile to not to not spend money on it in the hopes of enacting long-term change
0: so i think you're gonna need to not not i think what you're gonna need to do is it's is not gonna be on the consumer end of it i think it's gonna have to be on uh honestly like state legislation yeah but like st- actual
1: laws yeah but state legislation how can we support that then that that's an honest yeah, question i'm not yeah. that's not an argument I'm, not, um, I'm
0: yeah i it would i guess it would have to be you know contacting like because a lot of these uh, games are made in California, not all of them, but you know, we got some in like Toronto and Austin and um, uh, Montreal. If you have a way to start a petition, start a, you know, get, get it brought up in front of a, um, in front of like, you know, government officials to bring it up and, and get it put like on some kind of vote. That you can that you can vote on because that's what they they did it with uh, California with um, when all the game studios were shutting down. Right now they have to give six month notice before any layoffs, before any shutdowns uh, by law in California, and that's what the uh, um, the issue with um, uh, who was it the Telltale Games because they just shut down. And they didn't tell anybody.
1: Oh, yeah. They're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So now that. they're in
0: legal trouble. I think legal trouble is what is going to show them because if they can't legally make the games or they have. Because it's still hitting them in the wallet. Mm hmm. But it's also hitting them in the wallet with some serious repercussions if they don't. You know what I mean? Right, right. I think that's really going to be the way to get lasting change. But people definitely need to be talking about it so it gets brought up. Mm hmm for that for that reason
1: yeah i guess i don't know i need to put more thought into it for me my my initial reaction is to just wait because i don't think that there is harm in waiting two or two weeks to a month before you buy a game uh and then like if if something comes out or something doesn't come out you know buy it uh Mm -hmm. or not make a decision based off of that i don't think you're i don't think a person's necessarily bad for buying it Mm -hmm. day one but that's just how i'm choosing to i guess act on that info i guess it just Um,
0: takes more thought um, kind of talking about Mortal Kombat 11 did you see that a, uh, a Reddit user went through and put together the cost of getting every single skin buying every single skin in is it Mortal like, Kombat 11 is it like some gross $6,440 with yeah. well, that's without yeah. like you can get them all in the game from playing
1: it. <laughs> no you but can't. um, no one's gonna play that long oh, to yeah, no $6, one's, $6, yeah no one's gonna skins. grind no one's and, gonna grind to get even,
0: Raiden with no shirt on does that, um, is that
1: just skins or skins, is that like also just, the introduction just skins oh my gosh I they wonder have, what that grand total is to get um, everything
0: yeah it says in that 6440 if you're lucky uh, and check every time the store resets yeah uh, there are 23 characters in the game each which have uh, that have 60 skins Jeez. Um,
1: 60 oh my gosh yeah. there's really a,
0: there's a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. I feel um, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, man. <laughs> but. 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 Can give EA shit for microtransactions. <laughs> well, and not Realm, Not on the level EA gets it. Well,
1: then there's another reason to not buy mm. Mortal Kombat 11. Like, it just... I don't know. It. Oh, that's gross. $6,000. And then Ed Boon,
0: the uh, guy who's been the head of Mortal Kombat since the very first one... Yeah. Uh, he came out and said the story is ridiculous and complete bullshit. Uh, he said the vast vast majority of MK11 skins are not on sale. That's how NetherRealm uh, that's not how NetherRealm makes games. You have to earn them in game. Um, and a, like that may be true for right now, mm-hmm. but who says in, you know, 3 or 4 weeks where they're like, "Okay, yeah, we had this one as an earn-your-own one, but now um, you can buy it if you want. Yeah. Like, everything does. Like, they, they do that. <sighs> and they they make it for, like, six months or whatever that it's your, you know, your... um. You can only get it in-game, and then right. after a while, they start selling it. So, that may be true right the second, Mr. Ed Boon, but we know how microtransactions work.
1: Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> we know. To me, that's another reason not buy it. Mm.
0: I don't know. And I like Ed Boone. I like that he's always been kind of a straightforward dude. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives credence to that for me a little bit. But still, it's like, listen, dude, we know, we know how it's gonna work out. We're not, we've well, done, we've been here before, man.
1: They that just happened with what was it, Dead or Alive six, or like not the most recent one, but the one. I, I'm not sure if, if the new Dead or Alive is out right now, mm-hmm. but the newest, it's the one before the newest uh, installment. Basically, mm-hmm. to get everything, it's going to cost some obscene amount of money. And then lots of people did put a ton of cash into that game, which mm-hmm. is just a fighter game. And now the new Dead or Alive is coming out. And <laughs> people are pissed because it's like in tournaments, no one's going to be using those skins that they just spent hundreds of bucks on Mm. about. No one's going to be seeing you play
0: online. So all that money Mm. went to waste, essentially. I saw Uh, a meme the other day that was like, that was talking about this. It was like, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, or however long it was, Morrowind puts out horse armor that's just an aesthetic DLC for $3, and people lose their goddamn mind. And now it's like $6,000 on costumes, but don't <laughs> worry, it's just aesthetics. Yeah. No, that that brings up a good point, right? Like,
1: the people that complained about Oblivion, whether or not it was going to break the bank or not, they had a point. And their point was that... Why are we paying $60 for a game that doesn't have everything? And even though three bucks wasn't a huge deal, it's like now that's a, now that's the norm. So now the goalposts mm. are moved. And now we're getting to the point where everyone's complaining about, um, like, if, if the $6,000... Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. No, oh, no, shit. no, oh, shit. I'm talking too much. <laughs> okay. So what if six thousand dollars for all DLC and fighting games becomes the norm? What's mm. the next goalpost move? Yeah. Is it pride and
0: accomplishment with Battlefront two? They, ju- they just they just send an empty cartridge. Yeah. And like, they're like, you could pay forty dollars or is it game. sixty
1: bucks for the demo and then another sixty bucks for the actual game? For the beta. Yeah. Or in the case of Fallout seventy six or Anthem, you spend sixty bucks and you have a very incomplete game that's really in like alpha stages. <laughs> so that's the big argument that's still valid from the days of Oblivion, mm. is that like what what's next? Yeah. Um oh, and this isn't in our outline, but about that with games as a service and all that DLC, mm. someone made a one hour video that I watched from beginning to end about how his, how games as a service is fraud in the eyes of the law. <laughs> and he used Australian, European, and American laws to prove his point. Huh. And the idea was that when you're buying a game, you're buying a product. This is the... Mm-hmm. You can't sum up an hour in a sentence, but when you buy a game, you're buying a product. But if they're passing it off as a service, which is a different uh, category as a product or a different category of a good... And that game goes offline, you no longer have access to the Mm -hmm. product that you purchased. So this dude goes through in meticulous detail about why games as a service and that type of DLC is uh, fraud. Hmm. It's crazy. Anyway, that was just a random tangent.
0: Um, Well, also kind of speaking on loot boxes, EA... um they confirmed that Star Wars uh, Fallen Order, mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order, will be shown at uh, E3. Yep. And I like I remember seeing the trailer for this game, and I'm like... I was like, good. This is kind of what... It, it reminds me of, like, they took the idea of that we had in, say, Force Unleashed, mm-hmm. and they mixed it with that Star Wars 1313 that was... They played the d- trailer. They played the demo. I feel out. like that's what this game is: is they took those two, and there was a there was a, a tweet um, from EA Star Wars saying there will be no microtransactions. There will be none none of this stuff. It's, okay, there will be no multiplayer. Or anything. This is a single player. This is a single player action game for those who are ready to be Jedi. Wh- and I'm like, cool. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> like. That
1: it's funny that EA says puts that on like it's a like it's a, a badge of merit, you know? Like, look, we're doing a good thing, thumbs up and like, you mean that thing that, that people should have been be,
0: screaming at you yeah, for years? That should be the norm. But at the same time, whoa, hold I on. I feel like they did it to just be like, guys, listen, listen. We're just going to say this now before it comes out. There's no microtransactions. There's no loot boxes. Okay. There's none of that stuff.
1: But So the other news thing that's on our outline, that it's a valid question for me. Um, what if they just simply change the definition of what a microtransaction is, but there will be microtransactions in there?
0: i feel like what they're going to do is back to what they did that people are like why don't you just do that which is dlc so yes story dlc dlc
1: is not constant income which is what yay mm-hmm. really wants so the, the story that i was referring to was randy pitchford he is um he's a ceo of oh, i forget the company but they're making borderlands 3 mm. Do you remember the company name? I, I should know that. I should definitely know this.
0: Um, yeah, keep going. I'll look it
1: Well, anyway, Randy Pitchford on the stage, on a stage, had said to everyone that Borderlands Three was not going to have any microtransactions. Specifically, what he said, and I encourage people to look at the YouTube footage of this. He said, aside from a couple of cosmetic items and cosmetic things, we're going to do similar to Borderlands Two. Gearbox Software. Yeah, Gearbox. Okay uh borderlands 3 will have no microtransactions and then game informer releases an article just correcting what he said didn't call him a liar didn't call him any of the things that he's being claimed that he's being called as um, except from like trolls but game informer hasn't called him a liar or anything like that mm-hmm. um game informer says no this is incorrect this is what's going to be in it saying that there are going to be microtransactions but for cosmetic items And then Randy Pitchford goes on this tirade and writes or tweets for 10,000 years about how disingenuous Game Informer was and that they're causing damage to his reputation and that all the trolls are coming after him because of the Game Informer article and blames them for it. So the thing is, what's currently being discussed among most game pundits is that he just simply, either he doesn't know what microtransactions are or it's been redefined and he's going by that redefinition. Whereas microtransactions can be any small item that you can buy in the game aside from the $60 price tag. He's defining it as pay to win concepts. But in his in his stage performance, he did say that aside from a few cosmetic items, which I can kind of see both sides of the argument. And I can see why Game Informer released that statement, but it mm-hmm. kind of shows that, at least on an industry side, it almost mm-hmm. seems like they're redefining microtransactions. So when EA says there will be no microtransactions for Jedi Fallen Order, are they simply talking about pay to win, or are they talking about everything? Everything, yeah, You yeah. know, and I I have a feeling it's going to be pay to win concepts, mm. and they're going to put in maybe like a different skin for the main character. Maybe he has. Torn robes versus the normal thing mm-hmm. that he wears in the game. Whatever it may, a yeah, it may be, funny hat. Yeah, maybe pink Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't, But that's that's the point that I'm trying to make is that I I wonder if microtransactions are being defined differently. uh the Mega Man is approaching. Oh um, um, yeah, I'm sorry if my like ideas and my discussion is super disjointed. This is a Thanks. first for me.
0: Hey, it's all right. You'll get used to it. Yeah. Um, so it's also kind of still like going back to EA a little bit. Um, Anthem. Yeah. The game. <laughs> I, did you, I don't really go on Twitch too much uh,
1: only because it's 99% uh, Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, ha- I do follow a lot of people on Twitter that have Twitch streams and stuff mm. uh, that I would like to watch them play on occasion. And I think, don't we have it in the plans at some point? To like do Twitch streams for yes. push my buttons.
0: Yes, Ooh, we do. Ooh, hinting,
1: but so I really should start using uh, Twitch a little bit more. Anyway, Twitch streams for Anthem it was like down to 197 views for a game that's supposed to like host millions of players. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. <laughs> that is that's pitiful, man.
0: I'm just gonna say, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say, Doctor Wily's castle in the background of this level is fucking gorgeous. I am
1: not even staring
0: at it. <laughs> My attention
1: is split so many ways right now. It's not even. fun. I didn't even notice that Doctor Wily's castle was right there. I just, I'm fighting. I don't got, know what it is. I'm it's fighting the Mega right. oh, Man. Shoot. Where are you going? I went. Th- <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Point proven. <laughs> I just walked right off the stage. Um, uh, but what was I? What was I getting at? Anthem. Oh yeah, Anthem is dying, man. I think it was something like 197 people watched it on Twitch individually. Mm -hmm. Um, The servers are down. There's matchmaking problems now because it's so... It's it's so barren. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to the point where the community themselves that are still sticking with Anth- Anthem at this point. Did you just start it over with the same character? Uh, no. I just backed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they I think you did. They've all agreed to play levels on the easiest difficulty because the rewards are just as good as playing it on the hardest difficulty, which is not how an MMO should be. Yeah. And so people go through these levels in like five minutes versus going through the forty-minute version. So people that want to try out their builds and the forty-minute version don't have teammates to go through with unless they call people up and say, "Hey, let's go through this together." Like the matchmaking is just absolutely screwed. So it's going through a lot of problems right now. Mm-hmm. How, have
0: you been following the Anthem news lately? Not really. Not since the <sighs> that big the big article. That came out with uh, BioWare and EA. What that um, was
1: faked ever since 2017.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it's man. just it's like I'm glad I didn't get it because I was I was going to because like visually it looks great. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, no, sorry. Um, but, okay, so um, do I need to turn this off? <laughs> well, no. Well, the next the next part is is specifically you centric. So if you if you think you can. Do it. Oh, I know what this this is. Okay, I'm pausing. The next next two things are you, Centric. Okay. So, sorry. While I I jam out to Ken's music, which is the (laughs) best Street Fighter 2 music. Fight me, Guile fans. Guile's music
1: goes with anything, man. Ken may be better, but Guile's music goes with anything. Okay, so... Last time we recorded an episode, we talked about how we're going to start fusing Mike's Tavern and uh, push my buttons because it's still gaming-centric, right? And so – oh, did I just mess with the mics?
0: No, no. Keep going.
1: Oh, okay. So Mike's Tavern, I used to write some articles for, for Nerd Dome and then life kind of happened. But you can still find those articles in the ether somewhere. And then I did two podcast episodes of Mike's Tavern talking about some tabletop RPG news or things coming out. Um, And though that was fun, it just didn't really work for the schedule between me and Michelle. So we're going to start combining Mike's Tavern with this. So this is the Mike's Tavern segment. Should we do like a
0: cut-in with like some fantasy music or something for just like three seconds? Or you can just like hum fantasy music for three seconds. It's got to be a different one every single time.
1: Oh man, I can't do that. My mind is still split. I'm still thinking about the setup right here for Smash Brothers. <laughs> so, okay, Mike's Tavern news. I've been on a cyberpunk, you probably you know this because we were talking mm-hmm. about it. I've been on a cyberpunk binge for months now. I've always enjoyed cyberpunk. It wasn't until oh, when was it? Probably like 2 years ago, 3 years ago is when I really started getting into it and reading books and things like that. Um but they are releasing two new tabletop games. Actually not new games, but they're new additions. Mm-hmm. On on the equivalent of Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, this would be like this this is new additions for these games. So you heard about a CD Projekt Red video game coming out soon called Cyberpunk 2077, right? Yep. That tabletop game, well side game based off of a tabletop game called Cyberpunk 2020, and before it was called a few other things. Um, the new edition is coming out in August and hmm. it's called cyberpunk red. And I'm stoked for that. Yeah. Because communists. Yeah, probably. <laughs> cyberpunk communists. There we go. Well, it's going to be good because it's going to give kind of a hint. Uh, Mike Pons Ponscom? Ponce, Ponsmith, the guy who wrote cyberpunk, who was heavily hmm. involved in the production of CD project red. He, was working on CD Projekt Red and CD Projekt 2077 at the same time. And I think CD Projekt Red integrated stuff from Cyberpunk Red into tw- Cyberpunk 2077. And this will give kind of a hint on what's to come for t- Cyberpunk 2077, but it's a tabletop RPG. It's going to be awesome. And it's coming out Mike August... Mike Pondsmith. There we go. There go. Sorry. That's coming out on August 1st, I think it was. It's coming out in August. So it's just a couple months away, man. Mm. I have already got that pre-ordered.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so that's the other thing. And the other game that's coming out is probably one of my favorite settings of all time, Shadowrun. It's mm. another cyberpunk. It's Dungeons & Dragons plus cyberpunk in our world. Mm. And that's coming out also in August. And it's the new 6th edition. So 5th edition, I played a campaign with Chase... Um, and my wife and a couple of friends in 5th edition. And though 5th edition was a lot of fun, I had to do what I normally do with Dungeons & Dragons, which is gut that entire game and then reassemble rules. You know I do that, Mm. right? Mm. I tend to just reassemble rules to make it easier for players or to make it easier for me and number crunching. But Cyberpunk, not Cyberpunk, Shadowrun 5th edition was so convoluted and so hard to do that a lot of people were turned off by it. So it only lasted about five, maybe six years. There was a ton of modules that came out for it, but they're re-releasing... Well, not re-releasing. They're releasing 6th edition August. Mm-hmm. And they are... From what I've heard so far, there's already some really welcome changes. Hmm. So when you play Dungeons and & Dragons, and for our Dungeons & Dragons friends out there... When you start combat, you roll initiative. Mm -hmm. And that's the turn order, right? When you roll initiative in Cyberpunk 5th edition, you have to do it every single turn. Hmm. So every round, there's a new turn order. And not only that, but you can take out-of-turn actions to modify your initiative placement to change your actual turn.
0: Sounds like they they do that kind of thing in the uh, Star Wars... Uh, the new Star Wars RPG yes
1: they do there are there are very similar instances but trust me it's like 20 times more complicated
0: oh it already sounds like it
1: so because what they're trying to do is they're trying to a Dungeons and Dragons very simple you swing a sword and you can measure that within a certain amount of time but Mm -hmm. when it comes to guns and gun models and and quality of technology which is everything that's cyberpunk and Shadowrun tries to do in their equipment list. Mm -hmm. They try to measure, or rather Shadowrun tries to measure in bullet time. Hmm. And that's how their initiative system works. So the way how you take initiative is a single round of combat. If you roll over a certain amount for your initiative, you can take multiple turns within a round. Mm -hmm. Versus Dungeons and Dragons, it's just a a sequence of player turns and enemy turns. Mm -hmm. So in a single round, your character may be able to do three turns Hmm. because they rolled super high on initiative. Then once that single round of half hour combat goes, which is just measured in a couple of seconds, Mm. once that whole debacle is done and everyone's taking all of the turns, everyone has to re-roll it and then do the math to figure out how many turns they get in this brand new round. And you do that all over again. It literally for six seconds of combat mm-hmm. can take you like an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah, that sounds It's so brutal. Yeah. So I had to change the initiative rules to play Cyberpunk fifth edition with Chase and everyone else because that was one of the things I really hated. That's gone. In the new sixth oh, edition. It's just going to be turn order with some influence on some abilities, but it's pretty much going to resemble things that work in Dungeons and Dragons while simultaneously changing the things to make it more accessible. What Mm -hmm. makes Shadowrun, Shadowrun. Yeah. The magic system is totally different. Hacking is totally different. There's there's the Matrix, Mm -hmm. but then there are... You know, in Cyberpunk, they commonly say that the replacement for Wizards and, and Dungeons and Dragons for Cyberpunk are hackers. Mm-hmm. But in Shadowrun, there's actual magic. Mm-hmm. So hackers are kind of on, they're called deckers sometimes, mm-hmm. but they are on their own pl- like playing field. In 5th edition, they introduced a magic class that only works in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. So you're not a hacker, but you can magically put yourself in a computer system Hmm. and modify computer stuff that's called Technomancers. Mm -hmm. They're redoing the Technomancer systems because it was never advantageous for you to play a Technomancer. Mm. There's a lot of changes. Sounds like Warlock from X-Men. Yeah, (laughs) it does. It does, actually. Um, so all of these things are coming out in August and my wallet is already
0: strapped for cash on that month.
1: <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's awesome.
0: And then you also, uh, uh, kind of sticking with the gaming, you ran the gaming area in, uh, um, for Fanex here in Utah. Yes. And so, you had a charity. Yeah. So, uh,
1: we did have a charity is for the Utah coalition against sexual assault and we had a trial run for the charity event in april we wanted to do a big one in september but we needed to find out what works so we tried a couple of things in uh in april to implement in september and we ended up raising for the small size of the charity that we had we ended up raising close to a thousand bucks and that was for spur of the moment things that we ended up getting some donation items some movie star zachary levi signed a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. mike Coulter, apparently he games signed some stuff and we auctioned it off and we made close to a thousand bucks nice that caught the attention of someone and i don't know who that someone is i was just i was contacted by fanx offices and they're like hey uh you got a ten thousand dollar merchandise donation for your september mm. event And I think it's all Funko Pops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we got. I'm I'm gonna have ten thousand dollars worth of Funko Pops for just September's event to support Hmm. um, the Coalition Against Sexual Assault. And That's 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 really cool. Like that, it's just crazy that you know we did fairly well with everything that we were trying to do in the charity event, and then some. It just caught someone's eye. And then they just said, Hey, can I donate something? Can we do like, I, I don't, I don't want to share too many details because mm. I've yet to receive the merchandise. And as far as verbal agreements and just kind of talking and having a few meetings over the past couple of weeks, this is going to happen. But until I actually have the merchandise and I can advertise it, uh, yeah, yeah. but he wanted to donate more
0: hmm.
1: and he, um, and I was communicating to him through the operations manager of X. And I was like, I can't, I'm not sure if we've got the volunteers or the manpower to be able to handle that type of volume mm. for merchandise. So the gaming area for September, for those of you who are interested in coming to X in September and want to and either play some Dungeons & Dragons or tabletop role-playing or board games, but you also want to support victims of sexual assault or help fund a program that fights against sexual assault uh, come to the gaming area and like check out some of the stuff because we're going to pretty much have vendors there uh, aside from the exhibition hall we're having um, these charity events we're having auctions we're having items that are just up for sale and we're going to try and sell as much as we can to earn as much money as we can and that's going to go to UCASA, which you can mm. look up the information on UCASA.org. That's org, And you can see the stuff that they do. And that's the program that we're supporting in the gaming area. And not only that, but we tried to have a celebrity DD game in the gaming area in April, but that fell through because of scheduling conflicts. But we will probably have more than one celebrity DD game now. Oh, cool. Because... Everyone's kind of on board for it, and awesome. I don't know if people would know these authors, but I freaked out with everyone. Um, oh, I'm actually not sure if I can announce this yet, but it's there, okay. We can we can we can wait until yeah. until I can until I get the okay to like talk about it. But there are some high profile authors
0: mm. that
1: I know um, and that are not Utah specific that are like that are country and worldwide authors mm-hmm. that are coming to Fan X that we're going to try and get them to play some D or like a new the new version of Shadowrun when it comes out yeah i'll simplify the rules and stuff but <laughs> that's going to be awesome and we'll probably have that yeah there's a
0: lot of stuff coming up in the gaming area this september that's awesome uh okay we are going to wrap the show up with a topic that I've talked about over hey. on Nerd Dome podcast, hey. but I will always hey. talk about this again. Hey, you gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. You gotta go fast. Uh, we got, dude. Okay, so first off, this is the
1: reason why I am so much more animated now that I'm not playing the game. <laughs> Hold on, I got. I have to adjust myself. Ugh, the seat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's no. out there. So now no, everyone heard it. This is why. This is why I was talking last time about like how push my buttons needs to go from monthly gaming Mm -hmm. to bi-weekly although this time it was three weeks because of back-to-back cons Mm -hmm. but so much crap happens Mm -hmm. in just a week that it's like i don't think we can do this podcast and stay up to date even if we were doing every two weeks yeah but the sonic trailer
0: oh yes
1: it needs jesus bad and i think jesus came down and blessed it
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so we got the new sonic trailer came out um we got Jim Carrey, who's cranked up to an eleven. Um, Which
1: I, do you realize the last big thing that he's done was like Dumb and
0: Dumber Two. He did. He has a show on either Showtime or uh, Stars that's been pretty. pretty yeah, big I remember that. Um,
1: but he hasn't been in a movie that's supposed to be this big in a long time. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he's cranked up to eleven. <laughs> sorry i'm pulling up oh uh, uh, okay so i'll just give the quick rundown for people who live in a cave which in which case i don't know why you're listening to this podcast right. how
0: did you get the internet how did you get the wi-fi so, signal in the cave
1: so just as a quick recap the sonic trailer came out and we had nightmares except luke nope yep and everything was wonderful oh my gosh dude it looks so I, whatever whatever dude we're going to talk about your your uh, excitement about Sonic, mm-hmm. but the Sonic trailer came out. It was hideous, and then it was so bad that the director I forget his name Luke's looking him up right looking him up right now came out and said, "Oh, we heard your feedback. We are going to change Sonic." Jeff Fowler. Jeff Fowler. Meanwhile, the director for Detective Pikachu was like, I do not envy those guys because we
0: wouldn't be able to do it in our movie. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So what happened was is um, one of the... uh, Tim Miller is the producer. He also did Deadpool. Um, He came out a while back saying that Sega was not happy with the way Sonic looked. This was like six months ago. They said, people aren't going to like this. This is bad. You guys need to do something. But he came out and he said that it was their artistic vision and they wanted to go with what fit in their world. Um, so we saw what their world looked like. And, and no one liked it. Oh my God. <laughs> looks like Sega was right about a character that they've been. They have not changed the way Sonic looks other than making him like kind of skinnier and a little bit taller. He's recognizably sonic from 1991 wait wait they until actually have now. an image of what they want him to look like no 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 i'm just saying the character of sonic yes. has not changed well even that his... much from 1992 to 2019 but these guys decided that they were gonna they're going to be the ones that's going to change it and we saw exactly what happened when that when they changed it it's yeah, no Sonic right has it. a look. <laughs> yeah, well, if there's anything Sega's really good at,
1: it's brand consistency. Yeah. Really, even Sonic's redesigns, it's it's he looks, almost, he
0: looks older. Yeah. He looks like he grew up a little
1: bit. Well, it all it almost looks like you took a character and you gave it to three artists on the street and said, "Hey, draw Sonic." and They all look relatively
0: the same, but there's some stylistic changes. But overall, he's still identifiable. Yeah, Sonic. That's Sonic's evolution. I think the first Sonic, the the only Sonic redesign, like body-wise that I can think of, happened uh, with Sonic Adventure in '98. Yeah, everything before that, he was the same kind of Sonic. This was the first 3D Sonic, so they designed him to look 3D. And they made him look a little bit taller, they gave him a little bit longer legs, a little bit longer arms, a little less a little square body, but his head looks the same. Everything else looks the same. He just looks like he's a little bit taller and older. And he really hasn't changed since then. So what you're but what you're saying is that these
1: concerns were voiced by Sega a long, long time ago. Long time ago.
0: Long time ago. Long time ago. And it ah. took all of the memes and all of the internet... For them to be freaking like freaking oh, out wait. to go, oh man, maybe
1: they know what they're talking about, yeah, right? <laughs> what? Yeah,
0: um, maybe they do know their own character best, right? And uh, so, and I think a lot of it were just a lot of artists online were like, look, this took me ten minutes. Yeah, well, okay. and I I already fixed it. I he's like minor minor changes. So, We'll fix this.
1: Uh, well, okay, uh, about that, right? If you read the Detective Pikachu director's statement about what... Because uh, their, their creative process between Detective Pikachu and Sonic were much different. Mm-hmm. And his he said with our creative process, if something came out with Pikachu not being super great and they and people demanded that Pikachu be changed, mm-hmm. he said they would have no choice but to stay the course because changing it would drastically alter the movie. People wouldn't be looking at the character correctly or whatever it may be. He said for their creative process. Now Sonic the Sonic movie's creative process may be different. I think
0: it's gonna be different because it looks like in the Detective Pikachu movie there are a lot of CGI Pokemon. There's a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, they and also stu-
0: Sonic. There's one. Well, they also studied animal interactions for yeah, like two yeah. years. Well, I'm saying this is just instead of like because if you have to change Pikachu, in a scene, you're gonna have to change everything else about that scene, mm-hmm. including the other characters, and then that means you have to change it there, and you have to. Yeah. Change it. It's yeah. a domino effect where I think it's not gonna be as intensive for Sonic who's the character character. yeah and people have brought that up people
1: so and that was I think the director I didn't need to learn his name Detective Pikachu said like there's going to be differences one of the main differences is that like 75% of Detective Pikachu has a variety of different 3D Pokemon and everything versus Sonic which only has one so it may be easier and if it's if it's similar to the what I read when it came to Toy Story for example Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a book about how Toy Story 2, they lost the entire movie. The entire movie got deleted like four months before release. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that story. Mm-hmm. But he des- in the book, he describes how that process worked. And if I remember correctly... He said that the character models, the movements and the camera placements were already compiled and rendered. When you change a visual aspect when it came to Toy Story in a fully 3D movie, not a, mm-hmm. not half and half like Sonic or Detective Pikachu, but when you change a 3D model and you, and you compile it and you render it, it reflects throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to give woody a woody then then it would reflect throughout the entire movie and nothing would change so people are saying between that and sonic the hedgehog being the only 3d character in the movie you know if they change a couple things and they re-render it maybe it won't take six months worth of work
0: maybe Mm -hmm. it will be quicker and easier we'll see we'll see what they do um i'm pulling up a picture here this was like the number one um (laughs) that's a jojo reference where it's just
1: like... That scene with all the mm-hmm. missiles and he's like... And they all freezes in time. That's a Jojo
0: reference. Yeah, I mean, it could also be any comic book. That oh, has I think done it's a Jojo reference, my friend. the, the 60s. <laughs> since fucking Quicksilver and so, Flash came on the scene. So I want to ask you,
1: man. Okay, you are so stoked for mm-hmm. a Sonic movie. Yep. And no matter what is said or done, yep. you are going to see it and you're going to be excited for it. 100%. that. Let me just say... Very like upfront, that is commendable. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's commendable. You're not letting people's opinions sway you, no. and I got mad props for that. But come on, man!
0: Like that's that Sonic was hideous. You have to admit that the joy I got seeing Sega in front of a movie. Oh no! And seeing don't oh. the Rings and seeing Jim Carrey go over the top, Doctor Eggman, no, Robotnik. Luke,
1: no, I love it. I love
0: it. It wasn't Sonic though. It wasn't. It w- it to was To you. No, it
1: really wasn't though. To, to you. No, come on, Luke. To you. I get that you're excited for the Sonic movie and uh-huh. and you can you can totally be excited for the Sonic movie and and still say objectively Sonic that design sucks.
0: Like you I'm not a excited. fan of the design, but if they didn't change okay. it, it would not change my opinion of the movie. It is, but the fact that they're changing it back doesn't make you more excited? We'll see what it looks like. I can't make a decision on that until I've actually seen it, until I've seen the redesign. If it looks anything oh. like that, like what that digital artist did, then yeah, I'll be more okay. excited. So if you are more
1: excited, if that art... So if if a sonic design similar to a lot of the stuff being thrown on the uh-huh. internet and you know if that design comes out and it's in the movie and you become more excited mm-hmm. then you must be willing to accept that the original design that was being used for Sonic that would have been used if people didn't blow you mm-hmm. know their shit like that design hampered your potential enjoyment you have to admit that if See, if a new design makes you more excited, then this current design hampers your excitement.
0: Not really. That's, no, it no, doesn't. Listen, listen, no. There is there's no hampering if your excitement levels here and then they say something that makes you more excited, it doesn't lessen that excitement. But if that if that thing that change that if that change is just in the character design uh-huh. and you like that character design better? Come on, you have to admit Sonic looks like a piece of crap. He looks like what we're going to get. Ah. <sighs> Dude. I'm telling you, you're, you're talking to the guy that defended the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie all the way up until I seen we that got. Movie. D- <laughs> you want to talk about bad level? You're talking about bad level between what could be and what is? You've seen the Netflix Daredevil. I have seen the Netflix Amazing.
1: Daredevil. Amazing. I've seen some pretty we bad superhero ha- movies. We didn't have that.
0: Oh, you need to watch Daredevil.
1: Oh, no. I don't <laughs> need to waste my life. So.
0: So, again, you're talking to the guy that defended that movie until I got something better. I am literally defending this Sonic until I get something better. And when I do, I will defend that and then realize the faults. I want to hear you say...
1: "I want if, if this new Sonic, if you like the new Sonic better, uh-huh. I, I want to hear you say on this podcast that the old Sonic was
0: hideous. What I will say, if it is, I'll, the only thing I will say... Is that I like the new design better than the previous design? Oh man! There's Ooh, nothing on this planet on. that is going to crush. No, I'm not. This, no. You see this whole conversation? You're of smiling the your entire time. Oh, I'm smiling on too, but no, because
1: it's not going to change it. No, I'm not saying don't be excited about the Sonic movie. If that's your jam, that's your jam. By all means, go mm-hmm. for it. And like I said before, what people say, like, because. The what what people are showing on the internet is because it's being released so close to Detective Pikachu, is that As no in one? in the same year. Yeah, people are interested in the Sonic movie only because it looks like crap. And you're not like that. And that's what really? I'm saying is commendable. You can still be like how you are. Excited for the Sonic movie and and like from the bottom of your heart, enjoy it. Not enjoy like a bad movie, like how I enjoy the room or Troll mm. Two, but enjoy it and and feel like okay, this is a great movie. I love it. You can still feel that way and still say that the Sonic design is horrible. Mm.
0: I feel like you're just trying to drag something out of me that I'm not gonna say. I uh, dude, I try for the impossible yeah. every day. I don't know. I just wanted to hear you say it on, on recording. Well, we'll see when the new redesign comes out. How? When do you think that will be? I don't know. Now that they've got to have... Because not... The thing is, not only is it redesigning the character in the movie, it's trailers, it's posters, it's merchandise, it's toys. There's a lot more on that aspect. So I would not be surprised if we get Sonic toys that look like the old one, which I kind of want because if they change it and no one remembers what it looked like originally, or, people, you know, Internet... Memory is really short. Mm-hmm. Um, I want one. I want one of the like a, a little like, three-inch action figure of person-proportioned <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. That that's gonna be interesting. So when when the new Sonic we'll sit trailer right comes out, right there next
1: to all of my other Sonics. We there. should do a reaction thing on Twitch when the new Sonic yeah. trailer comes out, or YouTube, or yeah, we have
0: YouTube channel too. Which
1: yeah, it's slowly gonna come back up. But anyway. Uh, it's about time to
0: wrap up yes sir Um,
1: so we are again going to try and do this bi-weekly we couldn't do it last time simply because of back to back cons and we do things to help organize it Mm -hmm. so when I think the next uh,
0: time we'll have the show is in a couple weeks
1: Yeah. yeah Uh, do you want to plug anything?
0: Yeah, well, guys, uh, you can, we have a lot of social media outlets out there. We have a Twitter. We have uh, Twitch. We have Instagram. We've got Facebook. Um, if you just search Push My Buttons Games on any of those, we will be the one that pops up. Uh, YouTube as well. Um, we, I think I have like 20 videos or something up there right now. Lots of playthroughs and some uh, just like funny highlight reels. We need stuff. to
1: upload me just wiping your face on the ground in a
0: fighting game i'll just stand there (laughs) like i don't know what you're talking about mike was fighting against a controller that was sitting on the ground (laughs) see how he didn't move at all um but yeah uh you can also hear me over at the nerd dome podcast we just uh posted up another episode uh a day or two ago um where we also talk about... We actually opened the show with talking about Sonic. So if you want to hear others' opinions... And this was like a couple days after the trailer came out. So my hype was all all the way through the roof. Uh, but yeah, go, go check that out. And yeah, that's all I got, really. I got nothing. I already plugged my stuff.
1: X is in September. I run the gaming area. Come support the gaming area. Play some games. And also um, feel free to... Uh, support the charity for utah coalition against sexual assault you can read up more about that on ucasa.org that's U-C-A-S-A.org. uh shout out to uh, my buddies that work over at gaming con i have a lot of friends that are on panels over there um the rocky mountain adventures league those guys are pretty cool they will be running some adventures league games over at salt lake gaming con that's going to be the last weekend of june and so definitely check them out check out gaming con as a whole they've got some pretty exciting guests coming up i wish i could be there um and that's about it i i'm an, I'm an occasional guest guest on nerd dome but i haven't been on there lately mm. but um that wasn't like a nod or anything to give me on there. Lies. I just I just Lies. realized what that sounded like. Lies. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Gaming Con's coming up. FanX is coming up. Uh, keep an eye out for some more Dungeons & Dragons goodness. And when we finally get some gaming area news for FanX, I will be sure to let you guys know. And,
0: yeah, that's all I have. Sorry. One last thing. Um, we are now entering round two of our fighting game... Uh, uh, guess March, late March Madness <laughs> poll thing it's that we're doing. It's so
1: crazy how like any post that we make gets like you know the amount of views in like the two digits, but then uh. anytime a poll option comes up, oh yeah, we're like in in the thousands. Yeah, and it's it's people nuts. love
0: polls. People love polls, but yeah. So make sure you can go and vote on those polls because the first round was there were a couple tough ones. It's about to get a lot harder and pull on some people's uh. Some strength, some heart strength, and stuff. So, uh, again, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Ciao.